Out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. I remember May 2011. That was the first time that I can remember wanting to go out to take a walk just to clear my head. Up to that point, I can't really remember any time that I would just go out for a walk. There's many times I would go out to go bike or to go uh, skateboard or something um, or to go jump on the trampoline. But this was specifically different. This was to specifically get out to clear my head. Going on behind the scenes, um, my family was going through a lot. Um, But also me personally, I was going through a lot as well. A lot of the pillars that I held up in my life were just kind of crashing all around me. And for one of the first times of my life, I truly felt alone. I felt like there was nobody there. I felt like I couldn't go to my parents. I felt like um, the the friends that that I had were were not around. And I remember walking and just feeling alone and just crying out, everything within me, just crying out for someone, someone to listen, someone to be there, um, someone to even speak to me. And I just felt alone. I don't know if you can relate with that. Maybe you've had times in your life where you felt a similar way. And maybe you, like me, will go out and to try to clear your head. And I remember that the month of May was such a powerful month in my life. I've shared it before on this podcast. But May was a powerful moment in my life because May was one of the first times that I ever opened up the Bible truly seeking the Lord. It was the first time that I actually said, okay, God, like I'm not just going to just go through the motions of knowing you, but I really want to know you. Like I don't want to just have information in my head about who people say that you are or what even the Bible says about you, but I want to really encounter you. If you're our creator and you have created me, Lord, I should be able to find you. I should be able to fill you. And May was the very first month where I opened up the Bible seeking him. And it seemed like every night um, after that first time in May when I opened up my Bible, I would just every night spend time in the word, in the Bible. And I would uh, just seek. I would just cry out to the Lord. I would read. I would just, except for I, I wasn't just trying to fill my, my heart or my mind with information. I was really seeking the Lord. And as I went out for this walk, everything was just kind of just stirring within me. Everything within me was crying out for a savior that I didn't even know I needed at that point. But the month of May was such a beautiful but difficult month. And I remember going out for this walk. I remember uh, walking out of my driveway. Our house is is kind of in a valley. Uh, that The house that, that I grew up in was kind of in a valley and is kind of near the mountains. And so there's a lot of hills and, and everything. So I'm walking down these these roads that I've driven on before, uh, but I never walked. And it's just so weird having that perspective from walking compared to driving. And as I'm walking, I'm, I'm looking all around me. And for the first time, I'm noticing nature in just a, I don't know, in, in, in a different way. 
everything looks so crisp. You know, after a rain, everything looks just so alive and vibrant. And as I'm walking, before, before I know it, in the back of my head, I'm praying. I'm talking to the Lord. And up to this point, I didn't have a relationship with him. I never asked him to be Jesus to be Lord of my life. I just was crying out to him just because I was like, okay, you're the only one that would listen, you know? Like, if you're there, you're the only one that cares, so I might as well just cry out to you. The psalm that I read at the very beginning, uh, Psalms 130, is David having a very similar moment where he's just crying out to the Lord. I like how Psalms 130 starts. David says this. He says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. When I think about this psalm, I think about longing. And when I think back at that memory back in May 2011, I think about longing as well. I was longing for more. I was longing for my God. And I find myself in this season now that currently we're in, that currently I'm in, as I'm recording this, it's in May 2020. So it's nine years past that moment. And I'm still longing like I was longing then. The only difference now compared to May 2011 is that I know that I'm not alone. By the grace of God, I he's, he's shown himself over and over and over again in my life. He's reminded me that he's been near even in the most hard and, and just difficult times. So I know I'm not alone, but there's something within me that still longs to be closer, longs to be with him. And as I was thinking about what to talk about this episode, I just I had that word just kind of on my head, longing, longing, longing. It's been a difficult week last week, and it, it's still ongoing, but uh, a lot of people in my family got diagnosed with COVID. And we recently were all together and everything, so um, every single one of us was just kind of like scared as we were waiting on the test results of just like, oh man, you know, uh, did we all have it? Did only some people have it? And um, I went to go get tested. And as I was waiting for the test results to come back, it's just like the weirdest feeling. It's it's one thing to talk about something. It's another thing to walk through it. I, I did not come back positive. I was negative. But my mom and uh, my brothers all were tested positive. And so currently my mom right now is struggling. Besides talking about it now uh, with you here on the podcast, I haven't really talked about it publicly um, due to the sensitivity of the virus and, and everything. And so I told my church like, hey, uh, if y'all could just uh, be in prayer for my family, be in prayer for my mom. And one of the parents of the students that I get to pastor, she drove to my apartment and she surprised me with these flowers. And if you're watching, I'll show them to you right now. It's just a, uh, it's just a little house plant. I think my dad looked up what the, uh, he looked up what the name of this plant is. Um, he's, he's, he's uh, talented like that. But uh, he, she got me these flowers. And uh, for one, I was just super just honored and humbled that she would be thinking about thinking about me and thinking about the family. And, and she put a little note on it. And she said, hey, you know, praying for you, praying for your family. And as soon as I got these flowers, I went back to my mom and I, uh, I, I messaged her. I took a picture and I sent it to her. She wasn't doing well. Uh, she was struggling uh, breathing. And I sent her this picture of these flowers. I said, hey, mom, you know, somebody up here got these for you. And she was like, you know, oh, you know, that's awesome. Tell them thank you. And, and I told her, I told my mom that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. And, you know, I'll, this will be your flowers, you know. 
And these flowers, as, as just random as they are, they're just flowers. There's nothing really special. The, the specialness of the flower is the thought behind it. But as I was looking at these flowers, I felt like the Lord just brought that word back to my, my mind, that longing, the, the whole idea of longing, as we just read in the psalm. As I'm looking at these flowers, even now, they're, they're, they're beautiful but at the same time, they're they're kind of wilting. I, I've I've had it out in sunlight. I've I've given it water, um, but there's just something about it. It's just it's in a delicate situation right now, and I placed it over here by my window. And if you're watching, I'll show a picture. As I took this picture, I was just thinking about how each and every one of us we long for home. We long to be in the presence of our Creator, Savior, Sustainer. No matter who you are, no matter where your walk with the Lord is, whether you have a close walk with the Lord or you don't have a walk with the Lord, whether you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life or you have not yet done that, no matter where you're at, each one within us, we are longing. I'm reminded of Ecclesiastes 3.11, which says this. It says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for his own time. He has placed eternity in the human heart. But even so... People cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. And so as we go into today's episode, that's honestly what I want to talk about. I just want to talk about longing and how each and every one of us, that we all are longing to be with the Lord and we have eternity written on our hearts. Maybe you right now, you're you're going through something and you just feel alone and you are just longing not to feel alone. You're longing to feel held. You're longing to feel loved. Maybe you're longing to feel forgiven. Whatever your longing is today, I just pray that we just bring that longing to a God who understands our longings and meets us in our longings. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. I pray that this meets you in a real relevant way, no matter how you're partaking in this episode, whether it's on video or audio, whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, wherever you're at right now listening or partaking in this, it is an honor that you are here. We're just going to be talking about this whole idea of longing and how that relates to uh, not only the longing within our hearts for eternity, but our longings to be known and to know our creator, savior, and sustainer. And so one of the passages that I, I'm just going to kind of park in is 1 Peter. And 1 Peter is found in the New Testament of the Bible. It's Peter writing to the church. He's just trying to encourage them to live the life that the Lord has created them to live. Historically, we know that Peter died as a martyr. So that means that he gave his life um, for the faith, for Jesus, uh, telling people about Jesus. And he was captured. He was told to stop. He did not stop. And he was killed. But the way that he was killed, as written historically, is that he was crucified. But as he was being prepared to be crucified, he begged not to be crucified like his Lord was, but instead he asked to be crucified upside down. Even after Jesus died and he rose again, he just went on with, with just that, that hope of salvation and telling others, look, you can have this as well, that Jesus is not dead, but he is alive 
and he has changed my life and he can change your life. And sometimes it's in the hardships that we go through where we stop longing for the things all around us, but we start longing for a life that is more. And so you see a lot of that in First Peter. Um, but one of the first things uh, that I wanted to share is a reminder that no matter how much you are longing to know your God, we have a God that is longing to know you even more. Going back to that plant that was given to me, one of the things that I know about plants is that plants need water and sunlight. And sometimes if you put a plant near a window or something and there's only a little bit of sunlight, the plant would start to grow closer to that sunlight in order to receive the sunlight that it so desperately needs. And it's so crazy looking at the example of a plant and how we are so very similar to that. Each and every one of us, we long for light. We long for life. We long to just be completely known. And, and we will look for that in so many different things and so many different people. And when we get just a glimmer of that, when we get a glimmer of hope, when we get a glimmer of life, when we get a glimmer of just um, intimacy, we will start to crave that and look to that more and more and more. But what the scripture talks about is that everything that we long for can be fulfilled through Jesus. And so in 1 Peter, he starts off in chapter 1, and he says this in verse 3. He says, All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his great mercy that we have been born again, because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled beyond the reach of change and decay. And through your faith, God is protecting you by his power until you receive this salvation, which is ready to be revealed on the last day for all to see. It stands out to me in verse three. It says, it is by his great mercy that we have been born again. Each one of us long for, no matter who you are, no matter where you're at, we all long to live. We all long to have a fullness and a fulfillment within our lives. And Paul is saying that like, it is only until we are born again that we can experience God's great mercy, that we can experience him, him and his fullness. But then he goes on to say that we also have an inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of decay and change. Also within us as well, not only are we longing, but we are also longing for consistency, each and every one of us. One of the most difficult things about uh, this, 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 just, uh, this environment that we're going through here with this virus and with this quarantine and pandemic that we are all going through here globally, one of the difficult things about it, not only is the illness and the death and all of the just that hell that comes from that, but one of the difficult things as well is the unknown, the unknown that you don't know what tomorrow will hold. You don't know what the economy will hold. You don't know what jobs or provisions or even just just what your daily plans are. The, it's just so much unknown. We each want consistency in our life. And when we don't have consistency, it uproots us. We feel frantic. We feel crazy. And in this, Peter is saying that, look, there is a life and there is an inheritance that nothing can take away the consistency and just the reality that it is there and it will not lose value. 
We all long for something to hold value. We long for investments to be able to return value. But in, in each and every one of us, everything here on this planet, everything that we will try to fill that hole with will ultimately decay, will ultimately die, will ultimately change. But Peter is saying, no, no, remember, you've been born again, not by your own strength, not by your own ability, but you've been born again. Why? Because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we can live with great expectation because we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. Talking about longings and talking about the passage in Ecclesiastes 3.11, where he was saying that God has written eternity on our heart. Peter starts to talk a little bit about this eternity here in in 1 Peter by referring to us, those who have asked Jesus to be Lord of their life. He refers to us, refers to you as temporary residents, as foreigners. And there's a sobering reality about this being temporary. I know that this plant right here, there will be a day where this plant will no longer have life in it. It will wilt. It will give way to the death and decay that we're all subject to. But as of right now, I can look at this and I can see life. I see the greenery. I see the yellow within the flowers. I can smell it. I can still smell it. It smells beautiful. It's It still has life in it. But I know that one day this plant will die. And Peter is saying that it's important for us and our longings to realize that there will be one day that we will be no more. There's a day that will be no more. And 1 Peter 1, 17, he introduces this whole idea of being temporary residents. And he said, live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. And verse 18, Peter says this, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. He goes on to say that we long for a fulfilled life, but in order for us to have a fulfilled life, we have to realize that life apart from Christ will never be fulfilled. It'll be empty. But this emptiness has been with us since our ancestors, ancestors, ancestors. And what Peter is referring to, he's referring to in Genesis, the very dawn of man, the beginning of mankind, God created man and he created man good. And man was good because why? He was made in the image of our God. But instead of us resting in our identity, being fully around what our God, our creator says that we are, we chose to try to define ourselves by our own understanding. And we rebelled against God when God said that you are good and you don't have to partake in the knowledge of good and evil. We gave into the lie that God was holding back on us and we partook in the knowledge of good and evil. And because we partook in the knowledge of good and evil and because we rebelled against God and we no longer allowed him to say who we were, then there was a separation between us and our creator. And that sin, that, that, that hostility, that rebellion between us and our creator caused a divide between us and the intimacy between us and life itself. And so Peter is saying that we all long to have a life that is no longer empty, but unless it is found in Christ, it will be empty. Why? Because that is in its essence what we are apart from Christ. We are empty. 
And we all long for life and life abundantly. I think about Jesus' words in John 10, 10. He said, look, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come for you not only just to have life, but have life abundantly. We have a God that gives us life abundantly. In our longings, we cry out for all that he is. In 1 Peter 2, he goes on to this idea of crying out to God. And he says this. He says, so get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into a full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. Peter is saying that it's the Lord's kindness that gives us a taste of his fullness And once we experience God's fullness, we should cry out for him to fill us in what we lack instead of crying out for this world to fill us. The reality is, is that this world has never filled us. We've had glimmers and shadows of of different little drops from this world of whether it be love or joy or peace. But all that we have experienced from this world is, is all that it is. It's just a drop from our creator, savior, sustainer. It's, it's by his grace that we can experience anything apart from him. But when we truly want to be fulfilled, we go to our creator, savior, sustainer and cry out for him to give us the nourishment that we need through his word. And we know who we are when we know him and we open up our hearts to be known by him. Peter reminds us that when we take our longings and open up our hands to our creator, savior, sustainer for him to fill it with his fullness, that not only are we born again through asking Jesus to be Lord of our life, we surrender control to him and him alone. And Lord, I want to be everything that you've created me to be. Lord, I want to cry out for you to fill me. I want to cry out like a, like a plant cries out for sunlight or cries out for water, like a baby cries out for milk. Lord, I want to cry out for you to fill me in what I lack. And I don't want to just fill myself with everything around me because at the end of the day, Lord, my longings will never be fulfilled until I am fulfilled by you, that I place my longings in you and you alone. Flowers fade, people fade, but our God does not and his word is eternal. And I rather place my hope in that than place hope in my own longings. That within me, I know that I am crying out for a nourishment that I can't fill on my own but a nourishment that only comes from our creator, savior, sustainer. A baby cries out because he is lacking something and he doesn't have the ability to fill himself. When a baby's hungry, he knows he can't feed himself, so he cries out to someone that will be able to feed him, to be able to give him what he lacks. And likewise, we as people, we are all crying out and you see that through pain. You see that through suffering. You see that through death. You see that through illness, that we are all crying out. And sometimes we only cry out to God through those moments. But in reality, every single moment of every single day, we should be not just crying out for God to deliver us from what is burdening us, but we should cry out for him and him alone. Why? Because he is the nourishment that our bodies long for and lack. Our hearts, our emotions, our mind, our health, we long for our God. Why? Because our longings are fulfilled with our creator, savior, sustainer. 
May we not just cry out to God when things are rough, but may we cry out to God of every moment, of every single day, saying, Lord, like a baby, I am desperate for you because on my own, I can't fill what is lacking within me. And our longings, may it be fulfilled through our creator, savior, sustainer, and know that that eternity that is written in our heart can't be fulfilled by the temporary of here and now. Heavy heart, you were made for so much more. Your life has so much more worth than anything you can fathom. As he said right here in verse 18, 1 Peter 1, 18, for you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. Your life is of so much more worth and value than this this, this, this short life that you have and that I have. As I've been thinking recently, as my mom's been going through this illness and as my family's been going through this illness, I've been just looking back on all the different memories of, of different times with my family and and I just couldn't help but just be moved to tears recently because I was just thinking about the different arguments that we've gotten into as a family and the different disagreements and all this other stuff. And, and I was just thinking, you know, if, if God forbid something happens to my mom, if something happens to my brothers, you know, what is it that I'm going to be thinking about? Am I going to be thinking about all the times that we argued and disagreed? Or will I be thinking about just how, how much their life had worth and value and how I'm so grateful for them and, and all that petty stuff, the stuff that it gets in between us being able to to have that intimate brotherly bond with one another and, and and that family that that unity all this stuff that that threatened to get in between that all that stuff it wasn't worth it it wasn't worth it i we spend all of our emotions and our time sometimes focusing on the wrong things but when when things are rough and when times are hard and there's something that threatens our life that's when we have a sober mind to think of what really matters and peter is speaking to the church he's saying look in your longings may you think about what really matters may your longings be found in what really matters not the temporary crap that won't at the end of your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking about. And the brokenness and the hardship of this time that we are walking through, it's a reminder to us that our longings are for so much more than this. May we not miss it. May we not miss it just because it's uncomfortable, just because it's painful. Peter's saying, no, it's not about the comfort. It's not about the comfort. It's about truly having a life and a life to the full that could be found through Jesus. When we go through the pain, when we go through the death, when we go through the illness, may it be even more of an invitation for us to surrender control. There's a lot of talk about the human mind being able to overcome extreme odds. And I'm not fighting that. I'm not saying that that you can't overcome by just putting your mind to it or believing in yourself. I'm not saying that. That, that there is power to 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 powerful thought and to true and honorable and good and noble. I mean, Philippians says that. Philippians 4 talks about whatever's good and noble and true and trustworthy. Think about such things. But what I'm telling you is that 
if if our mind can overcome death and 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 our brokenness and our broken heart, then there wouldn't be any broken heart. There wouldn't be any sickness or illness because we should just be able to overcome it. But what death reminds us, what illness reminds us, is that we can't overcome what we're what is inevitable. What's inevitable is that everything here has a time limit, and there's something within us that does not like that. And if we were made just, just you know, we came from nothing and we evolved, why is it so foreign to us to have this time limit, to have death? What the Bible says is that the reason why it's so foreign to us, the reason why it's so hard and so uncomfortable is because death reminds us we're not made for this. As Ecclesiastes says, God put eternity on our heart. You were not made by accident. You were made by a creator who created you with eternity on your mind and eternity on your heart. And death reminds us that this world can't fulfill the longings that we have to live and live forever. It can't. You can spend all your money. You can spend all of your time. You can spend all your energy trying to preserve your life. But the, the solution to that longing that we have to live forever cannot be found here, but it can be found in our creator, savior, sustainer, and can be found in the one that overcame death on your behalf and my behalf, and his name is Jesus. He has overcame the grave in order to remind us that we can place our longings for eternal life in him and him alone. We can place our longings for life and life abundant in him and him alone. We can place our longings for redemption and forgiveness and mercy and grace in him and him alone. He has proven himself to be worthy of our worship and of our lives and of our devotion. And we will surrender ourselves. We will surrender our heart. We will surrender our mind to whatever we feel like can overcome whatever it is that we are going through. But at the end of the day, it is only Jesus that has overcome this, the, the grave and, and my sin and death for me. And so I am going to place my longings. May we place our longings in the eternal and everlasting one. I wanted to finish with 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He, he goes on to say that, yes, it's inevitable that each and every one of us will die, but we don't have to be defined by our death anymore. We don't have to be defined by our sin anymore. But it says this in verse 9. It says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. He's talking to those who have asked Jesus that they've placed their longings in the person and the resurrected Savior of Jesus. He says, you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he has called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. So heavy heart, what are you longing for today? What's the longing within your heart? Maybe it's a longing to be made well. Maybe you're sick right now and you're struggling and you're longing to be healed. 
Maybe right now you're longing for economic provision. Maybe you're struggling economically and and you're just trying to wonder, you're wondering and you're trying to figure out how you're going to make this week and, and, and survive and to keep your house or to keep your possessions or to keep your livelihood. I don't know. Maybe it's not only just a, a illness or a economic provision that you're praying for, but maybe you're praying for and you're longing for a reconciled relationship with someone that you love. Maybe this time has highlighted just the, the different things that maybe you've messed up or that you made mistakes in and that you're just, you're just longing for a redemption within a relationship. Whatever it is, wherever we are longing today, May we place our longings in the only one that can fulfill that which we lack. May we find our identity in knowing that we are his and his alone and nothing can take that away. There is no sting of death. There is no lack of provision. There is nothing that can take away our God's love for us. And even though we go through things that may not make sense, may we cry out for his nourishment. May we cry out for him to fill us in what we lack. Because at the end of the day, we can't satisfy these longings that we have for a life that is more. We can't, we can't, we can't. May, may we today surrender whatever we are longing for, knowing that it could be fulfilled through Christ and Christ alone. And so heavy heart, I would be honored to pray for you. Pray for me as well. May we pray together and just beg God to reveal himself to us during this season of life that we're going through. No matter what we are walking through, may we pray and beg God to reveal more of himself because it's in his fullness that we are made whole. And so, Lord, we just look to you. We pray to you. We ask you, Lord, fill us in the longings. Fill us in what we lack. Lord, we know that we have an expiration date. And Lord, through the sickness and illness that we're walking through as a nation, Lord, we're reminded of that constantly. And Lord, it's uncomfortable. It's painful. And Lord, it's, it's even more painful when it's your own family that is suffering, that is sick your own loved ones, your own family members, Lord, you can empathize in our hurt. Lord, you looked at your friend Lazarus that was dead in the grave and it said that you wept. You wept because you knew that this was not the way that it was supposed to be. But Lord, you made a way for death not to have the final word on the cross. You took all of the wages of our sin, which is death, on the cross so that we don't have to be defined by what we lack anymore, but that we can be filled full by you and you alone a life that is surrendered to you. Lord, you give us your spirit as a deposit to remind us that you are with us, Emmanuel, God with us. And so Lord, I pray for those that are listening or watching this that just need to be reminded, Lord, that you are with them, that you care, that you are present. And Lord, may we surrender all that we are to all that you are. Lord, we long for you. Lord, as a, as a, as a flower longs for light and, and for, for water, Lord, may we long for you. Lord, may we grow like a plant closer to the sources of light and, and, uh, and away from the sources of darkness. Lord, whatever it is that is in the lives of those that are listening or watching us or whatever is even in my life right now as a, as a speaker, God, whatever is in my life that is producing darkness, Lord, shine a light on us. Lord, illuminate us. Give us wisdom to be able to make changes in our life that will point us closer to you and point others closer to you. Lord, help us not compromise when it gets hard, when it gets difficult, when, it, when we get sick or when we feel that we lack. 
Lord, help us not try to fill and satisfy and, and to just solve our problems. But Lord, may we bring all of our problems to you, knowing that in you and you alone, we can truly, we can truly find a rest and a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so, Lord, I thank you just for this illustration through a plant, through a just silly plant. Lord, you are using nature and the heavens to declare your glory and to put our attention on you. Lord, I'm reminded of Romans 1.20. You say in your word through Paul writing to the Roman church, Paul says that since the beginning of time, man has seen your invisible qualities. Therefore, we are without excuse. So Lord, just overwhelm us today. Overwhelm us this week. Lord, remind us that you care and that you are good no matter how bad it gets, no matter how hard and horrendous that it looks. Lord, you are good. You are good and you have proven yourself. You are faithful. You are faithful, Lord. And we just want to draw near to you. Lord, help us. Fulfill us in our longings and what we lack. We need you, Jesus. Water us. Give us the nourishment that we are crying out for. We need you, Jesus. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, heavy heart, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. He will redeem Israel for all of his iniquities. Heavy heart, this is not only talking to Israel, but this is talking to his people. And if you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, you are his, you are his chosen people. We are bringing our longings to his fullness in order for him to fill us with what only he can fill us, the nourishment that only he can do. Like babies, we are crying out for a life that is more heavy heart, no matter what you're going through, you are not alone. And I am so grateful that you took your time to be a part of this today. So again, in our longings, may we bring our longings to the only one that can fulfill them. I pray that you have a fulfilled week, no matter what you are going through, that you have a fulfilled day, that you have a peace that surpasses all understanding, and that in your life, you will just have a fullness, no matter the external circumstances. God bless you. I pray that you have a great week. Lord willing, I'll talk to you later. See ya.